Hey guys, welcome to the Drone Horizon podcast. I'm Alex and today I'm joined by Justin Wong. Justin, would you like to introduce yourself? So um, my name is Justin. So I am based in Hong Kong. So I have been taking photos for a couple of years. I mainly taking the um, urban areas, like city, uh, city kind of related photos. But I also do some tra- uh, travel photographies. Um, so whenever I go travels, I bring cameras, drones with me. And yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> So I think I, I would just go with uh, what like equipments and uh, for my drone photography first. Uh, the uh, equipments, um, I will not mention my first drone for, uh, in the beginning. So my first drone is a DJI Spark. I'm not sure. Do you have one? It's very like a toy drone. Uh, uh, you can take raw photos, which is very important when I edit my photos. Raw photo is very, very the essentials. So then uh, I, I got my first uh, DJI Spark uh, like a few years ago, I think it's on 2016, I think. Then, because um, back in the time I, I have seen the people taking the top-down photos when they go to the beach or going to like hiking um, in some of the tropical areas, then it's very inspired me um, to do something like that. So then I try to get the Spark one and then trying to, because it's the least expensive uh, comparing the, the huge, like the big drone, like the Phantom or the, the, the Magic Pro series. And so then I want to try out to see if I like it. So then I got it and then I fly a lot. Basically, I fly like every weekend, like bring it to where, whenever I, um, I go. But then, um, but very soon, I, um, like there's lots of limitations for the Spark one. The Spark one is, uh, you can only fly, I think is the, the specification set, you can fly like 15 and 18 minutes. But then in the real, I think you can only find like like eight or nine minutes maximum. And then uh, you can find really tall and or even far away. So then, but eventually, eventually I crash the drones because especially you fly drones in a high density level city, like in Hong Kong or like place in like, um, Singapore or in New York, a very that high density level. So then, um, but it is a very good step for me, and it's a very like a step up stone for me to think about if I really like it. And then I, I, it's really do, and it's very inspiring me to get into the um, drone photography. Then um, I think it's in 2017 or 2018, uh, they just released the new uh, Mavic 2 Pro. Uh, seriously, it's a huge upgrade for me. So then I, um, I, I just like order it like instantly. Um, and then I, I get to, the one that I'm using is the Mavic 2 Zoom which is uh, uh, a lot of people has been 
asking me about like, um, do you use a uh, pro or use, you use Zoom? Then I am, um, or like which one better or which drones I get. Um, but then I, the one, the time I choose the Mavic 2 Zoom is because I like the compressions and the flexibilities that uh, the Pro doesn't have. Uh, I think the Pro have a, has the bigger sensors and then it gives you a very slightly advantage when you take night, night photos. But then uh, I feel like using the Zoom one gives you more flexibilities. And then sometimes if you're taking the architectures, photos, or the buildings, you don't have to find that close up and but you can get the result done. Especially yeah. with obviously yeah. the zoom as well. Like there's I don't know that many people that have got the zoom. Um, so it's interesting to hear yeah. your sort of perspective of it. But um yeah, obviously for flying in areas where there's a lot of buildings and that kind of thing, you don't want to be getting too close. So the zoom probably works perfectly. Yeah. So um and I use the Mavic 2 Zoom and I have the ND filters um, coming from the Freewell Pro. Um, they have the like the kit like package and coming with the ND8, ND16, uh, 32 and 64. And this is my um, setup for when I fly my drones. And so let's go into the first picture that I'm talking about, which is the, the one you can see the lighting and shadow, uh, a lot of like contrast. Um, um, why, why do I choose this one is uh, because, um, so a lot of times I take the drone photos is um, um, my top, like I think like 80% of my time of all my drone photos are taking off like sunset time because um because apart from taking drone photos i do take some like street photography um like just general photography stuff like landscape photography stuff and i take that um what i learned from it is the i very like to like take advantage of the lighting and shadow and then because the lighting and shadow gives more um gives more uh, emotions like telling a story of the city. So, so a lot of times when I take the like the drone photos, I tend to use the 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 lighting and shadow to give the high contrast, and then you see some of the places, like some of the like composition of the uh shot is like like on purpose to make it like overexposed and. Some of the other part is just very dark and which is my style uh, in terms of taking like drones photos. Um, and, and it's good that um, I only take photo and like either sunset or sunrise so then, so then I can keep my um, white balance in a very consistent way. Um, so then it gives you Lighting is won't too bright, but it won't be too dark. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so then, shooting a yeah. golden hour is definitely the 
the best time to be shooting. I mean, you get that low, that low sun in the sky. It just allows you that more flexibility with the light. And obviously having a drone as well, you're not fixed to being in one position. So if the light's yeah. not exactly where you want it, you can just move the drone without having too much of an issue trying to, you know, if you're taking with a traditional DSLR, you know, you'd be set up with your tripod. And then if it's the light's not where you want it, you then have to move. Whereas with a drone, once you're up in the air, you know, you can whiz it around as as much as you like. But I mean, this is yeah. a fantastic shot. I mean, there's not many uh, sort of city shots almost. Um, and it's nice to see, yeah. obviously you tend to see your traditional like nature landscape ones, but your account really stood out to me just because most of your, for most of your pictures are sort of that more architectural and it's nice to yeah. see something different. And obviously by being in Hong Kong, you've obviously got these kind of places on your doorstep. So it, it makes it, sort of a, a perfect opportunity for you but you've definitely got a very consistent style you were saying about obviously being certain parts of it looking almost overexposed and then some parts being really dark but it definitely sets your picture aside from sort of anyone else and it gives you that sort of signature look which is really nice thank you yeah so yeah and this way of seeing the city is like like in general like people taking the the photos of the Hong Kong island side because in Hong Kong you there's two parts like one part is the Hong Kong island and the other part is just right across the harbor and like the reason I take this part is like less people will capture this side um, rather than like lots of people will taking the iconic the Hong Kong island side which is um, like um, is you can see in many many magazine or in many um, other photographers, but in this um, perspective, and it's more unique to me, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, obviously, that you crashed your spark earlier on. Um, yeah. Was that as a result of flying it, obviously, because when you tend to fly in cities, you get a lot more interference and that kind of thing. Was it a as a result of that, or was it something completely different? Oh yeah, actually the time that I crashed my spark is I like I couldn't even like locate where like the bodies uh, because like I I remember the time that when I was flying it like in like in the in Hong Kong island side is very density and then I was trying to fly in uh, at a rooftop like which i don't i won't recommend like any beginners to do it like flying a drone in a rooftop and use it use it practice it more in in a park or in some open areas and then i trying to push its limit to the max and then and and then essentially like in the end i i couldn't like i trying to like return home and then trying to get it back but then uh it like just lost the signal and then the last scene I've seen from my phone is like like I can't I, I couldn't even locate where is it because like the drone is just disappear in like in the city yeah well we had a chat with um another guy last week and he was saying that yeah he was flying his drone off the south coast of England um and oh, he wasn't yeah. able to land it and it eventually ended up crashing into the water and he came back the next day and it was gone and 
you know, he, he thought that was the end of it. But two weeks later, he, uh, someone yeah. actually, well, DJI got back in contact with him and said, oh, somebody's found a drone and he managed to get the SD card and the drone back, which is, you know, <laughs> which is pretty lucky. But yeah. I guess obviously for yourself, having been a couple of years ago, I mean, the chances yeah. of that are slim, but maybe not, maybe not impossible. Someone may find it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, unlucky. And so we have to be very careful, especially flying in like density area, like in, inside the city. Yeah. Is it, do you get much interference there? Obviously, I know it's sort of quite high density, but is it sort of, do you get regular interference come up on, on your remote or is it sort of okay for the most part, as long as you're careful? Um, I think you have to be very careful and, but the most, I, I get more interference uh, when, whenever there's a plane or some helicopters like flying next to me. I mean, like not very next to me, but it's like, as long as in your eyes level, you can see uh, helicopters or like uh, planes um, in around you, uh, the signal has like becomes very, very bad, yeah. So what are the drone regulations like in Hong Kong? Because so over here, we, at the minute, we have to register our drones if they're more than 250 grams um, and you have yes. to display like an operator license um, yes. on the side of your drone. Uh, there's certain regulations, obviously you're not allowed to fly too near airports and that kind of thing. But obviously for yourself flying in uh, central Hong Kong, what's that? What are the regulations like? What do they look like over there? Yeah, I think in Hong Kong, like like I have been like I've been studying the like the drone regulation uh, in Hong Kong, but it's more relaxed. Like in general, it's more relaxed than you you are in, living in the UK or you in the US. Um, um, there's not much regulation in Hong Kong. Uh, especially if you don't fly a drone like in the airport or don't fly like in the very like very sensitive buildings like the military's uh, area or some uh, area. But in general, in Hong Kong, in like so, people are uh, if you're flying in the downtown Hong Kong, there's uh when you take off. When you are trying to take off your uh, drone, you you can see from your apps there's a wet uh, signal that in the particular areas uh, you cannot take off your drones. So as long as you check your apps, like the place that you can you can uh, take off the drones, you you can you can go and no one will. Um, say you can fly your drones and I think it's getting more and more people getting drones in Hong Kong and the regulation is pretty much very relaxing in here and I do not hear any like complaints or any news that people doing crazy things um, so in Hong Kong there's not much regulation but I am not sure anymore in the futures, and who knows that they will have more regulations coming soon. And I do hear some other, another things I heard is um, DJI has suspended the drone 
selling in Hong Kong since last year. Um, like I think since September or October. Uh, so there's the DJI official store uh, in Hong Kong, but they are not uh, selling the drones itself. They only sell like the gimbals and the action cameras, but they do, they do not sell drones. But do you know why is, that is? Um, I like according to the staff that in DJI, they just said they are running out of stocks and. But then I heard it's probably related to like some very politicals um, uh, related yeah. to the pro protest. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting and funny. Um, a drone store, and they yeah they 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 are not allowed to buy to sell drones in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess they're obviously doing it for a reason, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, so going yeah. on to the second picture that you've took, uh, the one with the skyscraper yeah. and sort of the Tron lights, do you want to talk us through sort of the story behind that one? Yeah, the, this one is a uh, very, um, very lucky time uh, when I, um, during the uh, March or February, I think, um, there's uh, the sea, uh, people call it like sea of cow in, in here like you can see the crowd level is very very low and even hit the buildings like in the in the ground and the this one is like very get to me because uh this one uh is um i want to capture the the moment and the feelings given if you ha have watched the movies like the ghost in ghost in shell and the brave one uh, and it gives me the very like cyber look and like the futuristic feelings um like you are living in the futures and and it's not like it's not doing like because i have been following a lot of like um cyber city vibes and i can see this um this is the perfect opportunities to to capture like when the sea coming like I can literally sing the sea like the crowd like floating on top of the buildings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a really lovely picture, and you know, even in the back, you can see obviously the lights sort of coming through the the smog. So it's it is really lovely. It's a really really good picture that one. And it's as I say, like even with the other one, it's you can tell it's sort of your style of picture because you've got the the high contrast between like the light on the skyscraper and then the really dark on the i'm guessing that's water on the right hand side um and it's just you know you've got that high contrast and obviously with the yeah. sort of the fog in there as well it just sort of adds that little bit of extra yeah. style yeah so yeah my so these like my style is like you can see like my very high contrast and to um the um, you can have a like, very dreamy looks. Uh, that's how I call it. First cinematic and dreamy look. And so I want to create a moment that um, you, you, you feel like you are like dreaming uh, or like watching a uh, cinematic movie, like watching a film style. And lots of like, in terms of like, it's 
kind of soft, like the the, the tone, but then it's very high contrast. So place uh, things, uh, some of the place like the lighting, um, like you, it gives you like a neon looks and some of the like overexposed, but then in other places very dark. So then you can like have a moody feelings that I want to give, like same things go to my other pictures as well, yeah. Do you, um, I noticed on your Instagram, you say that you edit this in, in Photoshop and Lightroom. Do you, is that a manual setting that you put on or do you use sort of like a filter pack? Oh, okay, so I first, I will, my workflow is putting my photos on Lightroom and do uh, some basic, um, I will first put some, like I have some preset filters like for myself uh, and then I will go to some base, basic adjustment and then to adjust some of the uh, exposure contrast uh, and some like dehaze and like the tone curve. Then I will like, if there's some, some like spot that I want to remove or some of the place I want to like doing some touch up, I will um, ex export this to the Photoshop and to like brush it up. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we then go on to the uh, next picture, which is the skyscraper um, in the day, the one coming up through the clouds. Um, do you want to talk us through oh, yeah. that one? Oh yeah, this one is also, this is also taking the same time of period and uh, but this one is more um, the mi minimalist look, uh, which is like uh, capturing like this kind of like um, a castle, uh, a city castle within um, like floating in the sky and then surrounded by cloud, which is a very interesting uh, feeling that um, is not, I think it happened only once or twice in a year so um, so this uh, I got the night one and the day one so you can see how different um, uh, they are and in the night time uh, I think it's uh, the two photos is a is a series uh, so the night time is like more like futuristic um, and the daytime is more like a, like a fairy tale very dreamy. Um, you're going to like um, completely different places, and so the, for the two of them, I the technique is uh, flying drones. Um, like when you fly the drones, like through the crowd, is the thing is quite interesting um, because um, especially when. The drones come back, so you can see your drone is a little bit wet, um, moisture, and there's some like it's a bit wet uh, at the propeller and also on the drone itself. So, um, so very interesting, and have to pay extra attention, um, like in terms of where they are, how far of your drones, and um, when you find the drone like within the cloud, yeah. Do you find that when you fly through the cloud, do you find that the sensors on your drone start to play up a little bit? 
because um, just from my experience, when I've shot sort of sunrises before and there's been a little bit of fog yeah. in the air, the drone, the front-facing sensors tend to freak out a little bit and think that there's loads of objects really, really close and it will just sort of stop mid-air. So is that something that you sort of encounter when you're flying through the clouds or is it generally okay? I think um, generally it's okay, uh, but I do have one time uh, that's, um, the it's too hazy and too uh, uh, too foggy uh, in in the air, so, and the the lens got some like a layer of like moisture like fog, so then I have to force to return home first, and then to like brush it, and then to uh, clean it up, and then to hang it up like take off once again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so obviously we've touched on your sort of the drone that you take with you and that kind of thing. Um, what yeah. sort of drone case do you use and backpack? You know, what kind of uh, brands do you tend to go to go to for that kind of thing? Oh, okay. So the like backpack or uh, that I'm using is the Manofro. Uh, is the I think it's the twenty one lit. Uh, um, is uh is it's not the super big size, but it's uh, I think it's the medium size, um, which I can put my drones, uh, my control on the remote, uh, and like extra batteries, and also put my uh, camera, my DSL, uh, my mirrorless camera on 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 the camera back. So so which is a pretty good one. Uh, it's uh, it's a navy one that I I like it. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so how did you sort of first get into photography? Um, obviously, you touched on that you take with uh, DSLR as well. Um, did your sort of interest start with DSLR photography and then develop into drone, or was it the other way around? Um, yes, uh, I, I start uh, taking photos like when I was in school. Um, I was uh, taking photos when I go travel. I taking photos for like events. Um, for some other um, like activities as well. Uh, then uh, the more I travel, the more like I I I post pictures. Like back in the time uh, on Instagram, it's more like posting about your social life, your, your travel photos, uh, or even when you got a, you you bought a coffee and then you take your coffee photos with. Uh, with a beautiful wheels, so then uh, that's how I take my photos. Then I trying to take it more seriously and take more pictures. When I go to travels like place like in Japan and in Singapore, and then I start like uh, taking it more seriously and and learning when I take more photos and like just like practice makes perfect. So then I uh, essentially I um like make it like my photography as my like side hustle and to um it's it's the transition is um i i was first using a dslr and i transit to the mirrorless then i get the drone um that's how my journey and i'm also trying to ex explore the fpv and and I think it's very cool, um, and it will be the the next dominator, the the content in the future. Cool. Um. So obviously, with your drone, you know, 
how often do you get to use it now? I mean, obviously with Corona, you tend to find, I mean, over here, especially in the UK, yeah. uh, places tend to be a lot quieter at the minute. So taking drone yeah. shots and that kind of thing of landscapes is definitely, you know, great for over here. But sort of what's that been like in Hong Kong sort of with Corona? Has it, has it meant that you've had more opportunities to take pictures and or is it sort of meant that yeah. you've had to sort of stay inside and not really been able to take that many? Um, I think in Hong Kong it's okay. Uh, it's um, um, like stuck in here is like, I think people are still like, you can travel around within the city. And one of the biggest advantage in Hong Kong is you can, like literally you can go to anywhere in one hour or maximum two hours and and like since people cannot go travel and and also it is for me and if I can go travel I I try to explore more uh, new location in Hong Kong and some of the countryside that I haven't explored before so for myself I think I I find more drones than I than before, because uh, the time um, during this lockdown in in Hong Kong, I do have more uh, time to spend time in Hong Kong and explore in within the city, but also outside the city. And there's lots of uh, um, national geographic like like it's not national, but it's it's more like a geopark and some of the nature side of Hong Kong that I want to like explore. Yeah. Cool. Um, and is there sort of any advice that you could offer for anyone starting out with their drone? Anything that you've sort of learned over the years that maybe you wish someone had told you when you were starting out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I, I'm not very, very like professional because I'm, I haven't, try out like every single drones but uh, my advice for people if they want to get into drone or they want to learn to fly drones is um, I think they they can start with the the Mavic uh, the mini one and the first small drone one uh, rather than just like go to the uh, Mavic Pro or the even the bigger drones uh, because that's uh, much the, the speed from the bigger drone is much faster and it's harder to control. And in the beginning, um, you should uh, practice more in the open area, like I said before. Um, practice in the open area so then you can have like the confidence to build up yourself to like going uh, how to do like some basic drone shot and how to take some basic videos like the revealing song at the top down, those basic techniques, learn how to read the, the interface um, on, on your drone setting um, because there's lots of setting, um, how to unlock the limitations that uh, you have to know before you are taking it off. So then once you have enough confidence, you can go to explore more places like in a, when you go to like mountains or when you go to the beach um, um, because um, there's lots of weeds 
when you find drones uh, in place like this. Uh, so then practice more in open area first. And then, yeah, that's my uh, biggest advice. Cool. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day um, to chat today. Um, obviously, I know it's your yeah. evening, my mornings, so, but, you know, thank you for, for sort of taking time out. It's been really lovely chatting with you. Um, and thank you for talking yeah. us through all of your all of your posts. Yeah, thank you for your invite. Yeah, I, I have a good time to chat with you too.